There's an interesting dynamic in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, where Paul is saying, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. What does it look like to forget what is behind and not deny it? Those are two different things so that we can strain ahead. And what does that look like to strain ahead, to press on, as Paul says, toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me and you? Today, we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that uh, brings hope and life change stories, recovery topics, all centered around the Beatitudes where Jesus tells us, guides us through a path of trying to work through our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even our broken relationships so that we can walk in the newness of life and experience freedom the way he intended as we surrender our lives to him. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. Hey, it's so good to be back with you uh, today. Uh, I had a little bit of a sabbatical and and getting some rest, and it's so good to be back with you. Looking forward to having a conversation with you. And I missed you guys, and it's good good to be back. And uh, I'm excited about today's topic. Excited in the sense of bringing clarity. Uh, but not in the sense of uh, just understanding what we're talking about. I mean, when we're talking about uh, straining, forgetting what is behind and straining uh, forward toward the prize, that means uh, we're talking about something that happened, something that happened in our past that is even causing us to have this conversation. And sometimes that past is years ago, and sometimes it's in the present. And I think one of the tendencies that I just want to kind of kick off with that I think can get us stuck is we can buy into the mindset that we just need to move forward. And sometimes the, the moving forward is disguised uh, because uh, we believe that uh, if we stop and face the pain, we're, we're getting stuck in the past. And here's the reality for me. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, we, we learn in recovery, maybe if you're like me, it took years to learn this. If we don't face our past, um, it will hunt us down like a pack of wolves. It will hunt us down. And that's a a graphic visual for me. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be hunted down uh, like a pack of wolves. Um, That's not a good day for me. But when we deny the pain, um, we can get stuck. And and one of those passages I I hear people, I hear Christians talk about, um, talking about in Philippians 3, and I talked about that in the opening we find ourselves uh, listening to Paul's words. And I just want to read that. Uh, brothers and sisters, he says in verse 13 of chapter 3 in Philippians, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on, verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, one of the things that I will hear from people from time to time is we will we'll take that a little bit out of context and we'll think, you know, 
The past is the past. Just move forward. And there is a benefit. Sometimes there can be a misperception that celebrate recovery is about looking at our past and getting stuck in our past. In fact, that's the opposite. We're actually trying to honor, to face, to acknowledge so that we don't get stuck in the past. Because the reality is that as long as we ignore what has happened or what is happening, and sometimes even this morning we experience pain as, as I walk through, even coming back from sabbatical, walked into just a horrific storm of uh, friends that are going through a really hard time and some betrayal and deception in one of the partners. And it's like, oh man, this is... We still live in a broken world. And so I could do one of two things. I could forget what's behind. I could forget what I just saw and just, hey, everything's good and let's just move forward. Or the healthy way in recovery is to acknowledge and honor it. Uh, so when we're talking about pressing on toward the goal, what we're, what we're really focusing on is pay attention to your pain. Pay attention to the things that happen to us so that we can move forward. Now, the only way we can move forward is by straying toward the prize. And the prize is in Christ that we could have recovery in Christ. We can have breakthroughs in our pain while still living in a broken world. We can have healing while we're still hurting and still continuing to be hurt and let down and deceived and, and dropped by those closest to us and I mentioned this to some friends earlier. Um, seems like the closer the relationship, the harder it is and uh, the harder it is to, to move forward. And so I think we do ourselves a disservice when we just ignore it. And so we have to acknowledge and honor the pain. Now, even saying honor the pain feels a little bit weird, doesn't it? We're honoring the pain. And what we're saying is we're not saying that it's good. We're actually saying it makes sense. Even as you're listening, if you're facing some pain, maybe just stop and allow your body to kind of take that in and pay attention to that. What is your body doing right now as you think about that thing, that thing, that mountain that you're facing? What are you feeling? Where do you feel in your body? Because that's your body talking. You know that we actually feel in our body the emotions long before we can put it into words. And that's just our body talking. That's a lot of times with anxiety, and I'll do a separate podcast on this, but sometimes the anxiety is just a signal saying there are some emotions that need to be organized here. And if you don't listen to me, it's going to go straight to a panic attack. And it's literally going to live and breathe in your body until you honor that. It's going to catch up with you like a pack of wolves. So it's stopping and saying, this hurts. I'm not going to minimize that. Well, if you had more faith, you wouldn't be hurt. No, faith has nothing to do with pain. Faith is saying, in my pain, I know who's going to guide me through it, but it doesn't mean ignoring the pain. So when we hear that narrative, forgetting what is behind, the only way, and let me just say this for the record, and you may disagree, some things you will never forget. And I hope that's not a discouragement to you. You will never get over some things, but you will grow through it. And as I tell people all the time, whether it's in a counseling setting or a ministry setting, a lot of times there's grief in the middle of this. 
Uh, and I actually encourage people to write this in their journal. Maybe you do that with whatever you're facing. I am in a grieving season and this pain will change. So I'm not going to act like it's not there. I need to acknowledge it. This is a pain point. And faith is knowing that God's going to meet me in that. So I'm not going to forget this. I'm not going to get over it, but I can grow through this. And so that's a good mindset that this pain will change, but it's not going to be a flip of the switch, depending on how severe the pain is. In order to do what what Paul's talking about, to press on toward the goal, is to know that God is going to bring the healing. God, in Christ, because of what Jesus Christ, we have a power living and breathing in us called the Holy Spirit that will guide us through this pain to bring comfort. Uh, As I heard a friend say, you know, sometimes it's just starting a phrase, and today I'm feeling this. And putting that into words, this is what I'm feeling, and I don't want to discount that. I don't want to ignore that and act like it's not there because it will hunt me down like a pack of wolves. And when we don't face it, that's where we see some of those uh, habits, defenses, protections uh, creep in. So I wanted to share through that lens, uh, there's a couple passages. Uh, My wife and I uh, spent some time at the beach and we just love the beach when we get away. We just love to just sit and stare at the waves. It probably sounds very boring to a lot of you, but we just love to sit. We read, we listen to music, we pray, and we stare at the waves. We, we watch, but one of the things we do is watch sunsets and sunrises. Sometimes in the same day, we'll go to the other side of, you know, to catch the sunrise, and then we'll catch the sunset where it's setting. But there's something fascinating about the sunrise and the sunset. Um, what's interesting to me, and I was sharing this with some, some of my leaders, uh, the significance of sunrises and sunsets. Now think about Jesus Christ when he died on the cross, he died on the cross for us. And at dusk, he was buried. Now listen to, uh, Matthew 27 verse 57 at evening. We're getting into the burial of Jesus at evening, at dusk. As the evening approached, there came a rich man for Arimatha named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered it to be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out from the rock. Here's the fascinating thing with that. Don't miss the significance. Now think about this. My wife and I were talking about this on our sabbatical. As we're watching the sun set, there is light outside. And literally as the sun descends into the earth and literally just hides beneath the the surface, it goes from a, a full round sun uh, to ultimately to nothing. And we just see the effects of the light. And eventually there's no light and everything that we can see in front of us begins to disappear. And I'm thinking about that with what Jesus did on the cross. I mean, he paid for our sins and what he, the ultimate price he paid on the cross, he took all of our things that we see in front of us. He took our sins. He took our failures. He took our brokenness. He took Uh, He took our shortcomings, our compulsive behaviors. He took that on for himself. He paid the ultimate price for you and I because he loved you and I that much. Now think about that 
as Jesus taking that on and descending like the sunset into the earth. And he was buried. He was wrapped in uh, cloth, linen, and, and buried in a tomb. And here he is now. He's in this cloth. He's buried. And, and just like the sun kind of just disappears, he's now where no one can see him. The stone is rolled back, and, uh, and he is behind that. He's buried. He's dead, and he's buried. And he took on everything that you and I have. Now, here's the hope as we pick up in um, chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath... At dawn, the first day of the new week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Here's a cool thing. Don't miss this. After the Sabbath, we just talked about at evening, at dusk, he was buried. At dawn, we see now Jesus is being resurrected. And we go on, and you can read that in Matthew chapter 28. There was a violent earthquake for an angel. The Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, sat on it. His appearance um, was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him, and they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to him, Don't be afraid, for I know that who you're looking for, Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. So here's the significance. This is a point I'm getting to. Sometimes... We can buy into the lie from the enemy that we live in death and burial, and that's the extent of our life. And it's, it's all about dusk. The sun has gone down, and there's no hope. It's complete darkness. The resurrection is not descending into the earth. It's ascending from the earth. Jesus came from the earth, dead and now risen and alive, and if you've ever watched a sunrise, this is why my wife and I love this. It goes from just kind of a dark morning and slowly you start to see the earth come alive. Everything has brightness. And the further it ascends from the earth, the brighter things become. And it's just a great hope and a reminder that that was what was buried is now risen and we have a new beginning, as the scriptures say, his mercies are new every single day. That's, that's what Jesus has uh, done for us. And that's why we can, we can hold on to that truth that we can strain toward the price. So I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue that conversation, what that looks practically like for you and I as we walk this, this road to recovery, uh, straining toward the prize forgetting what's in the past and what does it mean to forget with that mindset, that imagery of the dusk and the dawn and what how that applies to our recovery. Stick with me, with me and I'll be right back. Hey folks, if you're looking for a meeting, we would always love to have you join us on a Friday night. We have 6 p.m. Connection Cafe meal and then 7 p.m. our general meeting starts. We meet in the main worship center on the Roger campus and and in the Student Center in Fayetteville. And then we have small groups after that. Join us Friday nights starting at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. for the general meeting. We'd love to have you. Go to fellowshipcr.org for more information.
Welcome back, folks. Talking about just this, what does it mean as Paul's talking about forgetting the past and straining toward the prize and just making sure we're careful not to take that message as act like nothing, just just remove it from your memory. And is that a realistic thing? We can't do that. There's things that have happened to us. There's things that are happening in the present. Some of you are going things through things right now. Even in the last 24 hours, there's been, uh, for lack of a better term, utter chaos. And it feels like hell on earth. Things that you're going through. And for you to read that text and think, hey, just forget about that and move toward the, the future would be a disservice to your heart, to your mind, and would actually hunt you down like a pack of wolves. And so just that imagery, I wanted to set up this conversation just with that imagery of uh, the dusk. And Jesus took whatever you could see in front of you, whatever you are seeing right now in front of you as this day, I don't know what kind of day you're having, is feeling overwhelming. Just know that Jesus not only died for what you did years ago, what you did yesterday, and he died for what you're going through right now, whether it's something you have done or something that has been done to you. And so it disappears. Just imagine whatever you're holding on to disappearing and descending into the earth. What a great picture. And then as the resurrection that God gives us a new day, his mercies are new. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But let me be clear. Sometimes we can get into that narrative and we want to hold on to that narrative because that's what helps us to strain forward. And we think we're supposed to just act like that didn't happen, what you just talked about, what you just gave to Jesus. We have to be honest that that there's pain there. There's things that need to be addressed. And so I need to give that to you, Lord. And so I'm not going to minimize the pain. Lord, this happened and it hurt. And what? how did it hurt you? Again, I think going to the body, if you don't have words, we've got the emotion list that we use a lot. But I like to start with the body. It's like, where are you feeling that in your body? I feel it in my chest. And if that, if that pain, that heaviness in your chest or your neck or your shoulders, that headache, your eyes, um, the heaviness and the tingling in your hands and your legs and your feet, if it could talk, what would it say? That sounds like a weird question, but your body's talking. Your anxiety is talking and it's just saying, hey, there's something here important enough to pay attention to. It makes sense. Can I validate the pain? Of course it hurts. Anybody going through this would be feeling this. So can I honor this pain? Can I, can I invite it in? That seems scary to invite the pain in, but guess what? It's already there. You're just allowing it to have a voice, not so that you can become a slave to it. And I've said this before, but emotions, sometimes we get hung up in emotions in a Christian culture that, you know, don't listen to your emotions. They'll lie to you. The reality is they don't lie to you. They're actually revealing exactly what you're believing. And so if you don't get honest about what they're saying and, and not become a slave to it, we don't want you to get stuck in that place, but to be able to honor it and say, this is what's happening. This is what I'm feeling. And maybe connecting the dots to what do I find myself believing about myself, God and others, and even my circumstances. And is that true? Lord, what do you say? And invite other people into that. If I don't walk through that process, I'm going to get stuck. 
And so here's the thing with that sunset, with the dusk and dawn, yesterday is gone. New, it's a new day. It's a new mercies. But it doesn't mean we ignore the pain. And that's the powerful tool of Celebrate Recovery. It teaches us to we're not going to minimize it. We're not going to try to just forget it and act like it didn't happen. Too often, that's what can kind of set us back and create more issues in our life. Another passage, First uh, Thessalonians 5, uh, 5 says this, You are all children of the light. Say that again. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Now, when Paul's talking about straining toward the prize ahead, I think that's where he's connecting the dots. The way we don't get stuck in the past. I mean, Paul's admitting, Paul talks about his anxiety all through what his writings He's talking about that. He's talking about struggles. He's talking about thorns in the side. Well, I thought you said you're supposed to forget the past. He's not saying to ignore that. But what we're trying to do is to eliminate keeping ourselves stuck and getting ourselves stuck in that space. So we're trying to be honest that we're not, we're not children of the darkness. We are children of light. We are children of the day. We are designed to live in the light. And when we can live and walk in the light and know that he's going to be the source of our strength and our comfort, then we can bring whatever that thing is that happened to you years ago or happened to you 24 hours ago and say, this happened. I'm not going to minimize it. And this is how it made me feel. And Lord, I'm giving this to you. It's almost like we're lifting it up to the Father and saying, this is what I'm struggling with, Lord. I need your help. I need you right now, Lord. I'm not going to minimize this. And to minimize it is me trying to play God because I'm trying to white knuckle my way through acting like it doesn't hurt. And I've forgotten about it. And sometimes one of those ways that we do that is we try to go really, really quick to the testimony. This happened, but I'm doing wonderful now and everything's great. It's like it never happened. And that can actually be more harm for us. Do you know, I was telling Andy of this earlier uh, today, if you think about the Psalms, I think it's about 40%, maybe 45% of the Psalms are laments. <laughs> think about that. Sometimes we think about in Celebrate Recovery, you know, we're just all happy-go-lucky and we just kind of act like, hey, we forgot the past. Isn't it wonderful, a wonderful life and all this stuff? And we're not celebrating the, you know, acting like nothing happened, what we're doing is we're acknowledging that there's pain and the dusk because of Christ has taken that and the new day, the new resurrected day he's given me, the new light that gives me new mercies, gives me another opportunity to take it to him. And every time I take it to him, he brings healing and restoration and strength as I process my pain and I bring it to you. But I've got to lament. <sighs> Lord, my bones feel like they're wasting away. I feel like they're drying up. I feel like I'm just falling apart, Lord. I feel so sad. I feel so helpless and hopeless. And I just need to be honest with you about that. And I'm giving it to you, Lord. I know you're the light and I'm not wired to be in the darkness. I'm, I'm wired to be in the light 
And I need your help in this, Father. Would you meet me in this place? Would you bring healing to this pain point from 30 years ago that may have come up or 24 hours ago? The same God that that uh, did that to carry our sins, that when we put our faith and confess with our lips that he's Lord and invite him into our life to live inside of our heart, it's not about praying a prayer. It's about inviting him into our heart and our life. That same power that, that gave us the newness of life, our salvation is the same one that's meeting us in this pain point. Why would we allow him into our life to heal us and forgive us of our sin and then say, yeah, but this thing that happened today or 30 years ago or whatever it is, I'm going to get this taken care of. And Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to forget about it and just keep my eyes moving forward. No, it's acknowledging the pain that allows us to keep moving forward. Because like I said, otherwise it will catch up with us and hunt us down like a pack of wolves. So I need to be honest about that and organize my pain, whatever the, the pain point is, or maybe there's significant trauma, whatever that is that you're going through. I'm trusting you with that, Lord. And here's the cool thing. Because we can keep our eyes on the prize in Christ Jesus, as Paul's talking about, we can believe that we can almost anticipate in the moment, celebrate what he's going to do. That's why we have joy, even though we don't feel happy in the moment. But I've got joy. And even today, you know, like I mentioned, coming home and hearing some really hard stuff, uh, horrific stuff happening to a family close to me, and it's going, oh, man, Lord, so easy for the enemy to kind of feed us lies. So, well, told you, told you he's not powerful enough. No, he is. We still live in a broken world, and I need him as much today as I needed him yesterday. And for me to think that everything's just going to be smooth sailing because I've turned my life and my will over to him would be a lie. And for me to believe that because there's bad things happening in this earth, that it must be a lie that Jesus is even powerful enough. No, he's more powerful. Don't let the enemy convince you to disconnect from him and the people closest to you and even the tools that he's equipped you with because of this bad thing that's happened to you or maybe the bad thing you've done. And let me be clear, there may be consequences if you've done something He's not always going to remove the consequences, but that doesn't mean that he's not there and his grace is not sufficient. He's going to use those consequences and pain to heal and grow you. So if you've done something and your, your actions are the cause of the bad day, uh, don't walk in shame. Take it to him in the same way, but know that the consequences doesn't mean he loves you any less. It just means it probably means he loves you that much more He's going to get you through this, but it may mean that there's going to be some significant consequences and you may lose some things that you thought uh, were yours to be a part of because of your choices. But but God will make things new. He will give you a new day in the same way. But but if something has happened to you in the same way, uh, I may need to set boundaries with those people uh, that have hurt me. Maybe they're not safe people to share my full heart experience with. I like to say the scary parts of my heart. I'm giving it to you, Lord, and maybe I need to set boundaries. Maybe I don't need to be around that person for a season, or maybe maybe separation from that person that has harmed me in a significant way, depending on what it is. It's different circumstances. It can't apply it to everything, but 
I need to seek wise counsel and seek the Father for that to know what are my boundaries, what should I be doing, not doing. And then in the same way, regardless of which side you're on in that scenario, Lord, you died for this. And I want to be honest about what I did. I want to be honest what was done to me. Whatever's nailed to that cross is not just the the sins that we have done. It's the sins that have been done to us. And when we see the, the sun descend into the earth, remember the sun, Jesus Christ, descended into the earth for you and I. And the, the beautiful part of the story, be sad if that was the end of the story, the news part of the story is the resurrection. The sun ascends from the earth. And he gives us a new beginning, a new opportunity to seek him, not to perform and behave and follow all the rules, but no, to follow him and put our eyes on him and trust him. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that brings some encouragement to you. Uh, the yesterday's gone. It's a new day, whether you're on the receiving end or the uh, instigating side. Uh, Jesus loves you. If you'll turn your life and your will over to him again today, his mercies are new for you. Um, receive the consequences, follow him, keep your eyes on him, knowing his mercies are new all every single day and his mercies and his grace live with us all day long. If we just keep our eyes on him, um, just trusting him and allowing him to carry us uh, through whatever that is from 30 years ago or 24 hours ago. So hope that brings you uh, some encouragement. Uh, just wanted to speak my heart that was on my heart today. And, and uh, don't confuse forgetting the past with acknowledging and healing the past. You're not going to forget it. You're not going to get over that. Some things you'll never get over, but you can grow through it and the pain will change. Maybe you write in your journal, I'm in a grieving season and this pain will change. And what a great gift uh, that he's given us uh, with the sun rising and ascending from the earth. So does a new day, a new opportunity to breathe his power, his strength as we face the pain again today. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I hope it's been a blessing for you. And I hope that uh, you'll like and share this to help us. Give us a high rating if you like what you're hearing on this podcast. We want to reach more people. Hey, thanks so much for being with me today. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.